going on? RGI James back, baby. Who joined the Navy is now understanding. You know, we always talk to him, talk to him. He's going to graduate as an E3 because he did college courses first. But one thing he wrote to us in the letter was like, I got paid. <laughs> he said, my, my, my bank account looks real nice. And I'm like, you see? Because, you you know, you when he was here and he was working little side jobs, he was EDC tickets, $300. You know, he was doing things that he liked and he loved. He would buy soccer jerseys, shirts, and everything. But then your bank account is almost to zero. Right. Then your boys are like, yo, let's go to Halloween Horror Night. Oh, I can't go because I fucking wasted my money on a $300 soccer jersey. You know, instead of being smart and just keep building my money. Now he's understanding that. Because now, after that, he's going to go to training school. And then guess what? You need a car now. Because you never thought to buy yourself a little hoopty before you joined. And now you're fucked. Now you're going to need a car. So what are you going to do? You're going to start saving money for a car. Guess what comes with a car? Insurance. Because your parents are not going to keep you on the insurance. You're 18. You're, you're grown up. You're on your own. Okay. So now you got to pay for your insurance. Oh, but how are you going to communicate with mom and dad? You need a cell phone. Guess what comes with a cell phone? A cell phone bill. How are you going to eat? You got to go grocery shopping. That's another bill. You know what I'm saying? So now he's starting to realize, fuck. <laughs> but he's, he tells us, I'm grateful for you guys always telling me, staying on top of me, you know, trying to teach me the value of the, of the dollar and everything else. So it, it definitely is setting him up. And I'm, I'm grateful for him that now he's realizing it. And it's not too late. He's only 18. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he's already understanding. Whereas when you and I joined, like you said, 18, 19. And when I was in Germany, my first base, I saw a fucking 19-year-olds driving around in Beamers or Benz, the old school Mercedes Benz. And I'm like, dude, you're an E3. How the fuck are you driving with a 1998 BMW or a 1998 Mercedes Benz? I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm an E1 and I don't even, I have no car. But I'm like, dude, how is he rolling like that? You know what I'm saying? But then they're the ones who in debt. They yeah. owe mad money because they put it on this card or that card. Their fucking credit is fucked up because they just wanted to splurge because they saw the, they saw the dollar checks. Oh, it's my money now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to depend on all that. So I could do whatever I want to do with my money. But now with my nephew, we tell him, you know, just stay continuing to be smart about it. Yeah, you're getting paid E3 pay now. Just let it build because you really have no bills. You don't have a home or anything like that to worry about. Just let it keep building up and then start managing your money right. See what's priority. You need a vehicle to get around to go to work and everything. So now that should be your first priority. Focus on getting yourself a vehicle. Don't get no luxury. Don't get a brand new car. Get a nice little hoopty here and there just to get you around from point A to point B until you get yourself settled in. And then from there, you know, you'll, you'll progress from there because once you start making rent, you go to E4, E5. That means the check's going to get higher. So then you can start being like, okay, let me get a new car. Let me buy this. Let me buy that. You know? So, but it's funny because I get his letters and it's just like, I'm getting yelled at. <laughs> the drill instructors are yelling at me. So they made him a squad leader because he's an E3. So he's like, man, these fucking kids are keep acting up. They get it. So instead of the, the drill instructor yelling at the fuck up kids, who they come to? The squad leader. Yep. So they say, yo, you're, this is your squad. Handle fucking business. And he's like, man, I can't deal with them. <laughs> he's like, he's like, it's mostly the whites, not the minorities. He's like, me and the blacks or the Hispanics, we're all good recruits and everything. He's like, but the white ones, he's like, man, they be fucking everything up. 
But I just, <laughs> me and my brother's life, because, you know, we've been there, done it. We've yeah. had our fair share of fucking soldiers that were getting screamed at, yelled at, and everything else. And it, and it, it reminded me of, like, when I went to basic training. Like, what was your worst experience at base? You had any worst stories in basic training? Yeah, man, we had these uh, two dudes, man. Uh, I think there was, uh, there's, there's, two, there's three of them that come to mind. We had one dude, man. His name was uh, Cesar Perez. So again, mm-hmm. I have a shitty memory, but these dudes just live in there. They just live in here rent free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they left that impact. Yeah, <laughs> that so, like, imprint. There's one dude named Cesar Perez, man. I think he got kicked out, but he was a TI. What he would do is while we're like in formation or while we're at attention, mm-hmm. he would go behind an IT, like he would go behind a drill instructor's back and start making faces at them, and he would just say stupid shit. So what? we could just yeah, just to fuck with us because we would start laughing yeah. or whatever. And then as soon as you <laughs> smiled, the dude would just be on your ass, and he just set you yeah. up. So he he enjoyed fucking with us. Um, so that's why it always made me laugh because he would just set you up. He set you up for failure just to get you screwed at, like yelled yeah, at, and he thought it was that's hilarious. Fucked up. Yeah. And so like everyone else thought it was funny too, but until it was your time to get like until you got busted, right? Right. Uh, then we had two other dudes, man. Uh, I think Stassart Fisher and Stassart Perez, man. Uh, another dude or Garza, I think it is. They were just two like security forces dudes, uh, mm-hmm. and they were crazy as fuck. Like they were just like in the newspaper for being like real PT studs. They were just crazy aggressive. Yeah. Um, and the reason why is because like we would have an inspection, and I think one of them looked at me and he was like, "I want this floor shinier than a dick in a moonlight." And it was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, what? what? Like, you know, it's one of those ones where they're like, "Yes, sir." Like you, like, yeah. But you, and he left. Got and like, it. Trying to process it. Like, the, the, did did he just say that? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? We're just like thinking about things and like he was just you know they just do wild shit to you. And yeah. So this is like what oh four. So this is like this isn't like where it was crazy. Like I know I heard it was like crazier before. But it was right. still a little, it was a little bit toned down, but it wasn't like, okay, hey, I need this, right? I don't have no, we didn't have that access. Like, mm-hmm. it was, it was natural for them to wake you up and kind of just fuck with your shit all the time. And just like, what I, what I did is I kept my locker clean. And so I just lived out of my dirty bag because they didn't ever check it. So if clothes were wrinkled or, you know, your PT gear like that, no one cared. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I would just leave like a facade, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And just like, I don't care about dirty clothes at this moment. I could care less. Yeah. Like, you know. So. <laughs> what, what about you? So we had, um, so I was, I was part of the latrine detail. So you know how you have the latrine queen, right? So we were trying to go for honor flight. And, you know, in honor flight, they do a lot of inspections. So my latrine queen was like, Nobody's using the bathroom unless you sweat it, you ran, or you're like, you really need to use it. He was like, but we ain't cleaning that shit. We already cleaned it. It's good past inspection. You know, the TI did his run through and everything. He was like, nobody's taking shit. Yo, there were days we would go like three days without showering because we didn't want to fucking mess up anything. Yeah. So we would do like, you know, the normal shave, brush your teeth, and that's it. Dude, the end of basic training, we failed on our flight. We didn't even get it, so we didn't even, you know, we did all that latrine, like, don't take showers or nothing for whatever. And then I had the other time, I had a staff sergeant, T.I., who's a Spanish dude, and um, we, you know, community showers, everybody showers together, and it was, like, towards before graduation. So I think it's, like, 10 heads into the community shower. And, dude, we're halfway. Like, you know, there was no timing. It was just like, you know, get try, try to shower as quickly as you can, get out so the other person could come in. But, you know, it was always the end, graduation, so everybody's relaxed and everything else. All of a sudden, the fucking T.I. comes in. He's like, everybody get out. I need a shower. <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck? Yo, I got soap everywhere. Everybody still got soap. Some people got shampoo. And, every, you know, yes, sir. 
Dude, we all come walking out of there, half shower and everything, just because he wanted the shower all by himself. I was like, you mother... And dude, we had some that will get washed back. Like, they were at the last week, they fuck up, they get washed back. So this one guy always caused problems for us. Always caused problems. Where the TI was like, you fuck up, the whole bay fucks up. So dude, I felt kind of bad because we like sort of set him up. So you know... um. If you're doing dorm guard where you're watching the door, you know, the thing was you couldn't let the TI come in. If the TI came in, you fucked up. That was your ass. You know what I'm saying? So we were coming back from Chow. And, you know, if the TI is coming up the stairs, you're supposed to say, you know, um, make a hole, you know, move to the side. TI coming through. TI announce. You're supposed to announce. We knew he was watching the door. We didn't fucking announce shit. So when he looked, he was letting people in. He looked and he said, oh, shit, the T.I. He went to close it. The T.I. grabbed the door and was like, dude, that kid got washed back again. But we had to get rid of him. Yeah. We had to get rid of him at the bay. And I love the child runner. You remember child runner go? Yo, we had the quickest child runner ever, man. When it was like time for lunch, child runner go. He's like running like the flash, man. Because <laughs> wherever he got in line in, that's where your flight ate next. Right. So if he, if he was first, second, you knew you were in there next to grab all the good food and everything. Because if you were last, you were eating barely anything. Because then the TIs were like, food down, trays down, everybody fucking go back. But dude, as soon as you heard it, all you saw was fucking just wind, just smoke. And we're like, go, child runner, go, child runner. Oh, um, I love basic training, man. Basic training was so much fun for me. Yeah, I think uh, I think my you know, the last day when the TI kind of talks to you and your parents and kind of like, kind of gives you my advice. You could tell he had no idea who the fuck I was. He was just like, are you? He just kind of like, yep, cool. It's just like, I just, you know, it's just, I just was quiet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I don't fuck up. I'm not in charge of anything, you know? I think I had one job and I got fired. And that was after that. And then after that, I just chilled and just did what I was supposed to do. It just never made a scene. So, like, he just came to me. Did you like, ever do dorm guard? Were you ever yeah. dorm guard? Yeah, I did it. I did, I did dorm guard. So, I, I did Did that, you get so. put, like, for the the flight behind you? So they put me as dorm guard for the flight behind me. And then we were taught, like, we felt high and mighty because mm. we were, like, a week ahead of them. And we're like, oh, you yeah. guys got to get ready for this and I that. Like, like, we try to week. mentor them. So it's your last week and you're, you're handling fourth week guys. Mm. So you're kind of like, you know, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. What was for, for us is the guy we had, where, where his flight, he ended up getting his hat, right? So the next flight he was doing, that was his flight. So I knew who he was. So he was nice to us. Cause we were, you know, we we're kind of had that bond where he got his, he right. got his hat through us and, but now he's a TI. So he would come in and be nice to me and then fucking just wreck fucking havoc in a shop. And it's, <laughs> it's so funny because like, and I, I think people don't understand, like you are like as us as human beings are some of the most, man, we have no problem shit on the lower people. Because if you put somebody, mm -hmm. I think it's like week three or week four in the air force where you start, where you can do different duties, right? You know, you can go to like chow hall. And so like mm -hmm. you would meet those guys who would, you'd go and you'd do the clothing section, right? Mm -hmm. Man, I've never seen people treat other people like shit until they know they could, and, you know, because it'd be like, get your shirt, hurry the fuck up, and you just throw shit yeah. at them. It's like, dude, they're two, they're three weeks behind us. Like, we were just there a couple weeks ago, and you're over here treating yeah. them like pure shit. Just My like, laundry okay. monitor was like that. He was like, make sure your fucking laundry bags are under the post on your bed post. So I'm coming around. If they're not there, you're not getting laundry done. You're like, fuck, bro. Yeah, like, man, fucking relax. But the, the craziest thing, though, honestly, is if that, I think, is the easiest place where you can see men sit down and piss. And it happens like the first or second week really fast where they get the latrine queen. He gets fired, more than likely. Mm. And the new person comes in. is like, all right, none of that shit. No more standing up peeing. Everyone sits down. Oh, you're fucked. Everyone sits down and pee. 
you're and, being like woman now. Yeah, and at first you're like, no, you're not. And then every day she's like, yeah, you are. Because you have to clean that shit. Like, you do. Fucking, you know, you got to, Yo. this goes everywhere. When, when the TI said, who wants to be la- the latrine leader? And I, nobody wanted to raise their hand. And then he called on this country boy guy. And I forgot his name, but you know, they called him the latrine queen. Yeah. But I was part of his detail. I was like, fuck it, I'll help him out. Dude, the first time we cleaned that bathroom after everybody was using it normal, yep. we were like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. The latrine king was like, fuck, nobody's showering. He's like, if you didn't, if we didn't do PT today and you didn't sweat, f- go to sleep just the way you are. You ain't fucking showering because it's a, it's a mess. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like the whole community shower. They had like eight stalls, eight sinks, eight mirrors. You got to mop the floors, clean the toilet. And of course, motherfuckers were dirty motherfuckers, yeah. pissed gawky stains and shit like that you know and you can't call i can't be like yo mike i know you did this in this fucking toilet come clean it no that's the latrine detail you had to fucking do that shit i remember the first i think it was like the first second the first day i was there so i had to do zero week twice because when i got there there was no flight for us (laughs) so they put us in that one medical dorm where motherfuckers were hurt and everything else like admin dorm so we once we got a flight, we already completed one whole week, but they didn't count it. They were like, now you begin fucking basic training. Well, the first day I was there, because I was going to bed. Once I finished high school, I was going to bed like 5 in the morning, wake up at 3, 4 p.m., over and over and over. Dude, I didn't hear Reveille. I slept right through fucking Reveille. All of a sudden, I feel myself rocking, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I looked up, and there was the T.I. <laughs> Get the fuck up. He's shaking my rack. He's going bouncing that shit up and down. And I was like, oh, shit. I get up. The dude looks at me. He goes, you didn't hear the music? I was like, what music? He was like, yo, the music over the fucking speaker, the reverently. I was like, I didn't hear shit, man. But by the third day, I was way awake before fucking reverently would play. I was ready to rock and roll, man. But it's funny because now he's going through that. And... And, you know, I wrote him a letter. My brother wrote, you know, we all trying to write the letters because for me, I loved mail call. Like, you literally will get a huge smile on your face if they said, hey, mail, Aaron DeVire, you got mail. I was like, yes. Him, we're trying to tell his friends, like, please, can you write your boy a letter, this, this, and that. And they're staring at me, and I'm like, you motherfuckers don't know how to write a letter. <laughs> like, we're like, they're like, you know, you got to put the mailing address on the letter. And they're like, what the fuck? I was like, okay, do you know where your address goes in the letter? Do you know where his address goes in the letter? Do you know what's a stamp? (laughs) Do you know where to get a stamp? Dude, and I think you and I have spoken about the art of conversation. Like, it's it's dying. And this is proof because they can't even fucking write a dear John, how's it going? Today I did this. Last night was... The, dude, they don't even understand that concept. Because they're so used to text. Yeah. Get on Messenger. Get on WhatsApp. Get on social media. Do this, do that. But dude, I was shocked. I was like, come on, guys. Like, You really don't know how to fucking write a letter, dude? Like, You know you can mail things out besides just normal fucking boxes and things like that? Like, He needs... And I told him, I was like, it's good for... It's uplifting for him. Because uh, he's been put in a place where he's just meeting everyone for the first time. And for some people, that's hard. You know what I'm saying? Because they're introverts. They don't know how to talk to people. They don't know how to socialize. So for you to, like, get up and be like, yo, my name is so-and-so, you don't know if that other person's going to leave. Be like, I don't care. Like, don't talk to me. Hmm. You know? But it's good when he hears how everything else is going from the home that he left. 
it's it's uplifting. I used to like when my friends used to write to me and everything else, you know, seeing how everything was going. But yo, these kids, I was cracking up though, man. I was because all the parents are like, "You don't know how to fucking <laughs> write a letter." They're like, "A letter? We can't call him." That was one thing they said. We can't call him. <laughs> he can't call us, and we're like, "There is no cell phone. Like he has no technology down there. Like it's not allowed unless you know that one phone call as you get progress through the weeks." I was like, "He needs letters. He needs for you guys to really send him letters. If you're his boy." You're going to send your boy some fucking letters. It was like prison. You're going to send your boy some fucking letters, man. But the art of conversation is dead. It died. It, it really is. And, and it's just going to get worse. Like my one-year-old niece, when she gets older, she's not going to know at all what the fuck a letter is. They'd be like, what? That's ancient time. That's caveman time. Yeah. What the fuck is a letter? You know? Especially like, uh, you know, like for we did like, you know, cards. And so I wrote them in cursive. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. It's like only certain people are going to like know how to write in cursive because... There are a lot of people who don't even know how to even to a begin with it, and two, like kind right. of like what that means. Like if you wrote it in cursive, you took your time. It's like mm-hmm. those are special. Like it kind of it, it dates you for sure, but it also it's like it's a really weird one, but it helps like kind of bridge the gap between a lot of the older generation that are seventy, eighty, yeah. and thirties and forties because we're like really the last generation that really knows how to what writing in cursive is, making your name right. really nice and like <clears throat> you know letting them know like oh wow you know how to write in cursive like yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's one of those weird ones. Like, but yeah, I think conversation is gone in a sense. But as far as like how to talk to like a lot of people without really like showing your face, they can kill it all day. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like, hey, man, like, let's have a conversation. You're talking to them. You're like, yeah, you're dumb as fuck, man. Like, you, you know, like, and it's you're dumb as fuck because you're young, right? You're dumb as fuck because you're young. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the only time you have something interesting is like if you ever meet people and you're like, oh, they're really interesting. It's just because you just read a lot or you've been all over the place, right? Like, that's the only reason why. It's not because you're gifted. (laughs) It's because you just have more to talk about. But you see some people and you're just like, you've never left anything, do you? You don't know anything. You're like, no, really? Right. Never been curious? Like, no, I'm kind of just been chilling. Okay. All right, man. And this is how crazy it is. So So I wrote him a letter. Okay. If I write you a letter, the response is Mike is going to write Israel a letter back to answer whatever questions he had for me in the letter. This motherfucker puts me and his dad in one letter. <laughs> and then he puts in parentheses, half Theo read this letter because it's also for him. I was like, you cheap motherfucker, man. I know you got stamps. I know you got envelopes. And I know you got fucking paper to where I deserve my own fucking letter. That, like, why are you putting me in with your pops? Yeah. Like, it should be two sides. One for your dad, you know, be meaningful. And then one for me to be meaningful, too. If I write you a fucking letter, it's for you to respond back with a fucking letter to me. Yeah. And the letter <laughs> and the mailing address says this. Israel Edward de Valle, 3315, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this motherfucker. So his dad would be like, yo, did Eddie write a letter? I'm like, yeah, he wrote a letter for both of us in one fucking letter. And it's simple. Like, I'm getting yelled at, period. The other kids are fucking up, period. The food sucks, period. <laughs> I'm like, wow, man. You should, oh, this like is terrible. I don't know. Like, you know, since I don't have no boys, you know, I only have girls. I don't know. But if I did have a boy, yeah. I could probably play this joke a little bit more or something like that where, you know, I don't have no, like, nephews or anything like that. But I think if it was something like that, knowing what I've been through, and that was my response, I might draw a dick and just send it back to him, you know? Because <laughs> you know, like, eventually someone's going to see this shit, and then that's going to be so much more trouble. It would be hilarious, yeah. right? Like, and only, like, you could appreciate it. 
Because you know, if you're like, got a letter, you're like, what is this? And T.I.'s like, what are you looking at? And be like, what the fuck is his dick doing here? <laughs> they would just tear you a new one. Because, you know, I, I remember like, you, you'd have a picture, like your girlfriend would send you a picture and they'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. she's sexy. And you'd be like, what the fuck? And you'd be like, yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you're just shut, what are you going to do? You just got to take it. I think that's the, I think the best thing about like some of like, some of the movies where you see them, you know, like Full Metal Jacket, it's like mm-hmm. the most comical movie in the world because it's so yeah. like, you're just like, that's how it is. You know, I mean, yeah. I, like, you do something stupid. And the guy's like, go to every locker, and you're going to introduce yourself to every locker. And so the guy's like, you know, 20 minutes later saying, hi, my name is so-and-so. You're just like, like it, it's comical. It's only, you know what I mean? It's, it's it comical is. because they're making you do some of the dumbest shit in the world, you know? Like, even right now, people are like, can I send them a care package? And I'm like, yeah, put cookies, put cakes, <laughs> put fucking all that stuff in there. Because when that drill instructor opens that box, he's fucked, man. Yeah. But I find it funny because I've seen it done. You know, yeah. I've seen people get yelled up and shit like that. My sister was like, oh, what can I send? I said, oh, get him the new Chips Ahoy. Get him the chocolate ho-ho cakes. Send him all that shit. And fucking let, let him deal with it. Yeah. Since he wants to write me on the same letter as his fucking dad. <laughs> Fuck his bitch ass. No more lettuce for him. As I'm saying, like it's, it's only like one where you'd be like, you know what? I know how to get you. A let me just let me yeah. go and just set you up. And that's another lesson to learn is how to be yeah. set up. Where your people are like, oh, dude, this dude got me. I'm like, no, he did it. He only did it because he knows. So he'd be like, no, I'm taking all your shit. And you're like, god damn it. Like, did that's I just get funny. a box and now all my cookies are over there? It's like, yeah. And you know the T, the Ti would take that shit yeah, real easily, saying. bro. Like, it's gone real easily. Yeah, gone. right in front of you, and you're just looking and, and eat like, it right in front. <laughs> eat it right in front, and be like, damn. These. As a matter of fact, let me share it. Let me give you a cookie. Let me get, and they'd be like, eat it, and they'll look at him and be like, fuck, this shit is good. And he'll just have to take it. Yeah. You want to be squad leader? Take it. Take yeah. these chips always. I'm I eating think, all of know, them. I think one of the things though, it really does teach you, is honestly, you're not really you're, and I think that's what like a lot of the problem is with a lot of the world actually. Is you're not fucking you're you're not special. Mm. All y'all look the same. All y'all act the same. You're all fucking idiots. I don't care. One you like because because the thing though too is like even if you're some kind of leadership in boot camp, you're fired. Hey you, you're up next. You're like, oh shit, yeah. what? That quick, you're gone. Nobody cares about you. Revol- no more. Revolving door, dude. Yep. Revolving door. And I, I think that's crazy because some people like you get some people like dorm cheese or you know those like higher things and they think they're the shit. Mm-hmm. You they fuck up. You're fired. Get out of here. Hey Johnny, you're in. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, what? And it's just like, hey, he's in charge now. And it's like, you know what I mean? And I think that's, I think that's very, like, very imperative because there's, there's some, you know, like, the way I look at myself, and, and I might be incorrect, but, you know, like, for work and stuff like that, I look at myself as a resource, right, as a tool, because mm-hmm. that's what I've been taught as, like, you provide a resource, you provide this to your team, you provide this kind of tool or whatever, that's what you are. And right. so, like, sometimes when I work with people that are not, like, prior military, they have a hard time understanding the concept of, like, Hey, Johnny's fucking up, man. Well, he's bringing no value into it. He's not a good resource. We got to let him go. Yeah. It's not personal, right? Because my opinion is, it's like the team or whatever mission I'm on is the most important thing. I, myself, am not important. I don't care because I've been told that. Like, I've literally been told you're, you're, you're not shit to me. You know what I mean? Like, we've been told that. And so I think a lot of times people have a hard time of, of really taking themselves out of the equation and be like, I don't really matter. I'm just a gear in the cog or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 funny, man. It really is. It, it, like you said, it's just comical because of everything he's going through. Been there, done it. <laughs> you yep. know what I'm saying? So it's just funny just to see because we we would prep him, dude. We were prepping you since the fucking since junior senior year. We've been telling because you knew you were going to the Navy. There was no questions about it. Like mm. that was already determined for you. But dude, we were prepping you. We were telling you, and all you kept doing. Yeah, I know. I know. Hmm. I know. Okay. 
All right, you know, you know. And now, look, we read the letters. I hate the food. They keep yelling at me. <laughs> they keep doing that. I'm just like, suck it up, man. Yeah. You, it, and plus, he graduates next month, which we're going. So I told myself, because, you know, I could get in to the base. I told myself, I said, I'm going to drop him in his uniform. <laughs> just going to fucking take him, slam him on the ground, and just fucking start slapping him around in front of all his fucking semen. But I don't give a fuck. What are they going to do to me? Oh, you can't. You got to leave the base? You crazy. Well, I'm just going to fucking tear him up. Tear and we him see it up on USA Today, a retired <laughs> Air Force veteran is in jail for assaulting a military person. I'll be like, well. I'll be like, yeah, it's my nephew. This family. Don't worry about it. Mind your business. Nah, but I, I want to like chew him out. Like I want, because you know, when I came out of base, like I was real. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, man. No, man. Like real fucking gung ho. So I want to see that. And I want to tear, tear his ass up. Just chew him out in front of everybody. Yeah. I think it's crazy. Like I said, you know, like, <clears throat> shit, man, it's been over a decade. You know, we're almost on 20 years of going to like when I went to boot camp. And, and yeah. you know, some of those things still stay with me. I think that's what's really important. I think like getting chewed out kind of like you're nobody like i remember my first day there somebody was like the fuck you looking at you're like oh shit like i don't know Mm -hmm. you know i mean like you're like you know it's kind of that thing where you're not really that important but that lesson of like hey you can you can bring a a couple people together and you'll have a common situation y'all can figure it out and just start really understanding like just work man like just go there you're gonna get chewed out you get some thick skin and just kind of Mm knowing like people i've I've, man i think ti say i've had some really hard shit said to me because they, they can't get in trouble for it in a sense or that's right. kind of their job. And so they do those things. They say those things to you to kind of, you know, get you at your core. But it's for a reason. Like, you need to be tougher, right? Like, there's going to be some things you're going to go through. And, you know, like, one of the best ones for me, this one, this one I think is uh, it really defined uh, my life in a sense, right? So so I was thinking about this actually this week, which is funny. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of things I've thought about we've already talked about. So um, I remember, I think, right before I went to basic, uh, it was like midnight. I'm working out at Gold's Gym. So this is like, you know, right before I go to basic. And yeah. I'm bench pressing, right? So I'm trying to get ready for boot camp. I have two tens and a, the bar. It falls on me. I had to like square them out of there because I, I was just that weak, right? Like just yeah, that weak, yeah. just was not possible. <laughs> and you know, what I mean, so I was a very weak person. Like I, I played tennis in high school, but like my last senior year, I, I didn't do any of that shit. So I was not really yeah. in shape at all. I wasn't prepared or any of those things. And so I remember. You know, it's 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 basic, and you know, you remember like what is it like beasts, whatever it is, or whatever. Yeah, fucking, the beast week, yeah, yeah warrior go. week, or whatever. So whatever shit is now, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. anyways, we had the obstacle course. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Well, for me, that was the biggest. That to me, at that moment in my life, that was the hardest thing I ever think because I've never done those things. I never, you know, rappelled down a rock. I never like glided over that. I've never had that thing. So, to me, to be able to do it that day was kind of like. You know, it, it, it really did change my life in a sense because now, mm-hmm. like, now I have a lot of confidence in myself because I honestly don't know what I'm capable of. And it's all right. due to the fact of, you know, we're in basic. And you're like, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know I could finish. You know, I didn't know I could do this when right. I didn't know this and that. And so right. from now on, like, ever since that day where I've always thought, kind of looked at it and they're saying, like, I honestly truly don't know what I'm capable of doing. But I'm going to find out. Like, I'm going to keep going because you never fucking know what you are and not capable of. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, you had to grow up real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, you know, me coming from Brooklyn where the mindset was the streets, hanging out, and all that stuff. Like, I couldn't bring that slang into there. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't bring that fucking attitude of, like, I'm fucking hard, I'm tough, or whatever. Like, you really had to mature. And and just like this. And I, I loved that I was able to create bonds 
with the people there. Like I made some really good friendships out of it. You know what I'm saying? Where it really showed us to be a team. You know what I'm saying? Like we really did look out for one another. We really tried to make sure the dorm chief didn't get fired. You know what I'm saying? Like if the dorm chief told us to do this, we we got it. We treated we looked at the dorm chief like if he was a TI because just of the person he was, the person we got to know, you know, everybody just had respect for each other. It was never any animosity. I never felt that any animosity. Like no one ever thought they were better than anybody else. And when we went out, when we did Warrior Week or whatnot, you know, you compete against the other flights. Dude, we were like really like, yo, we're going to kick everybody's ass here. Like we were that so in the zone that we were like flight. Our flight is just going to school everybody because that's just the the bond, the brotherhood that we had mm. with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like it really was like my childhood friends growing up. And this is just me meeting them that one or two days there and then knowing this is who you're going to be with for the whole eight weeks, six weeks that you're in basic training mm-hmm. for. You know what I'm saying? But it really made me mature. Like, you had to. You know, you couldn't be like, ah, okay, whatever, yeah. Like, you really, your terminology had to change. Your whole fucking mindset had to change. Like, you had to be an adult and a professional. You know what I'm saying? Because it really did set you up when you got to your first base. Because when I got to my first base, I was still with the sirs, the ma'ams. You know, what? You, if I saw, you know, two, two stripes, three stripes, whatever you need me to do, I got it. You need me to clean the bathroom, I got it. You know what I'm saying? Because I was still my mindset coming. Now all that shit has changed. All that shit is now is is too much of a, a corporation now. You know, I, I'm sure that if I see my nephew, he's gonna be still, you know, yes sir, no ma'am type thing. But he's still gonna be more relaxed. You know what I'm saying? And then especially when I heard like that, I, I forgot what year it was they were doing timeout cards because the TIs they felt were too fucking stern on them. They didn't want them yelling at them and everything. I'm just like. This is nonsense, man. Like, he's not hitting you. He's not beating your ass or anything. You know, he's he's trying to teach you the tools and everything to prepare you for when you get the fuck out of basic training and you continue on that you need that thick skin. You need to be prepared for everybody else because you're going to be dealing with E7s, E8s, E9s coming at you left and right. You know, they're trying to prepare you for all that stuff. But I really did like basic training just for that. Like, we really had, we really had a brotherhood, man. Like, and, you know, and we were interested in everything. Like, we had different religions. You know, I had, I had people that were Wicca. I, didn't, I never knew what Wicca was. And I never once thought, like, oh, that religion is bullshit because my upbringing was Pentecostal. So I don't know what. And, dude, a lot of us were Baptist, Christian, Pentecostal. And we would listen to him. Like, oh, what's Wicca? You know, we're just interested. You know what I'm saying? We never ostracized anybody for anything, no matter if you were white, Chinese, black. Like, we just saw you as Airman Mendez, Airman Devaya. That's all that it was because we were all in this together, you know? And it really was, once you put the uniform on, like, we were, we were just in it because we were in the same flight and we were all wearing the same thing. And we never wanted to see nobody get washed back. We never wanted to see nobody fucking fail. Like, if you were having trouble, like... Because, you know, during um, open ranks, they used to ask you questions like, oh, who was the first chief master in the Air Force? And some people would fumble. Like, they would, they would not remember the material or anything like that. So when we knew who were the ones that were hurting, dude, we would have study sessions. And we would study each other, you know, try to get everybody prepared. Because, you know, plus we were trying to do honor flight and everything. So that was like a goal. Like, we were trying to reach that, that goal. So we help everybody. We make sure the uniforms were right. Like we would do open ranks with each other. The dorm chief would do it to us. And you know, again, everybody respected each other. Even even though he's dealing with like all oh, these fucking kids are acting up, 
We never had that. And if we did have a kid acting up, all of us would talk to that kid. You know, like, we'll try to be like, hey, man, we're, we're here to help you. Not like, damn, motherfucker, you fucking shit up for us. Like, quit. Be it was never negative. It was always like, how can we help you, man? What can we do to change what you need to change? Because we want to see you graduate with us. We want you to finish with us. We don't want you to get washed back. And, you know, that maturity helped me. It definitely helped prepare me when I got to Germany and every other place. That really helped. And when I turned into a supervisor, that helped me, too, because I was able to relate. I was able to relate to these E1s, E2s that were struggling or look confused, the deer in the headlights, like, oh, shit, this is new. Why is this E7 talking to me? Like, I've been there, done it. So that helped me to reciprocate all of that to them as well.